You're a monster. Wow. Yeah. I oh, have... I'm so happy right now. Yeah. We're finally going to be wildly different on the Yes. Air. Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How we doing, James? Good. Back from vacation. Yep. It was nice to have some time away. Went to Tampa, got my shirt, got my Buck shirt. Did see the stadium, Yeah. which was really cool. Uh, I still can't get over their flag they have at their training facility. Yeah, so... <laughs> things are really big. So you went the day before me, and we went at, uh, we went together the next day. And you were telling me about this flag, and I'm like, okay, how big can this flag actually be? Dude, it's guys, the it's the biggest flag I've ever seen. It's in my huge. Life. <laughs> I don't I don't even think there's like America flag out there that's as big as this. Like it is massive. Maybe uh, those ones that they pull out that are like the entire length of a football field. Oh, but I've never yeah. seen like a flag on a pole that big. Yeah, let's let's clarify. Flag on a pole that big, for sure. Um, it is seriously, guys, it's huge. Um, they have a really cool looking training facility yep. too, it's which right is really nice. Yeah. Next to that, we did try to, uh, see if they were practicing that day, maybe get some interviews or yeah, something. We got kicked out. Yeah. We got, we got booted out. So no bueno on that. Uh, but it is really cool. And I do have to say the pirate ship is legit. Yeah, man. It's, legit. Ship's all, all, it's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> it was really cool. So we had a great vacation, but we're happy to be back. Today, we're going to be jumping in with our wide receiver twos. So our 13 through 24 uh, rankings today. Um, but real quick, if you haven't subscribed to our channel or following us on social media, James, where could they find us at? Oh, uh, yeah. Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, uh, the Fantasy Monsters podcast or the Fantasy Monsters. Yep. Come check out our website as well. We got some merch out there, which is a lot of um, a lot of cool stuff, and we appreciate Anybody that's been uh, buying all of our merch and supporting us. So thank you for that. Uh, but we do got some news. We got some news. We've been gone for two weeks. So we got some news to kind of catch up on. So James, let's go ahead and jump into monster news. What we got this week. All right. We'll uh, start it off with uh, Devante Smith. He's expect he's expected to miss two to three weeks with the MCL sprain. Um, should be ready for week one, but mm-hmm. he's a rookie. He's going to be missing camp time, which is important. And this there is a concern if, if he can hold up. I think he will be fine, but this isn't a good start to his NFL career, and it's also less time. He has worked with Jalen Hurts in the past, but yeah, not really. It's all a chemistry thing. you know. Missing time is yeah. never good as a rookie um, when you're kind of coming into the NFL, getting used to being on an NFL practice field and the facilities, things like that. Uh, the one thing that kind of concerns me is like, you know, everybody was kind of concerned about his durability to begin with coming into his NFL career. Yeah. And then he already got hurt. So that, that is a, a tad concerning moving forward, but we'll see, hope for the best. And he shouldn't miss any, any games, hopefully, but it is something we have to pay attention to yeah, moving forward. I, I liked his ADP a decent amount before this. I still don't hate it now, but he's not like a guy I'm heavily targeting there. Like I kind of was at yeah. one point, but yeah. he still has very good upside. Yeah. And, and still some decent value. Uh, next piece of news, uh, Kenny Galladay is also likely to miss two to three week- weeks with a pulled hamstring. This one um, I'm not as concerned about because we've seen Kenny Galladay. I mean, again, he's going to have less practice time with him, but he should be ready for week one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 
you know, I'm I'm not as big of a Kenny Galladay fan as you are, but uh, I, the only thing that concerns me here is just the fact that, you know, he's going to be missing time, and Daniel Jones and him really need to figure out some stuff. So we'll we'll see, but I don't think he's going to have an issue. We'll just kind of see how it translates to the season, but yeah, he shouldn't miss any games. Yeah, uh, James Washington requesting a trade from the Steelers. I don't blame him. It makes sense. Yeah, I really just I don't at all. You and me talked about this in the offseason. Hopefully you guys were listening. But I was shocked that they re-signed Juju uh, because yeah. they didn't need to because they yeah. had James Washington. So the fact that they re-signed him just was mind-blowing to me. Uh, James Washington was a second-round pick, what, just a couple years ago. Yeah. He came out with Mason Rudolph, right? Didn't they come uh, out around the same time? They played together. I forget if they came out the same year or not. I think they did, but we can confirm it later. But um, he, he's a very talented. When he's on the field, he's he's great. He's last, good. Last season, he's not great. He's good. Well, he's, he's he's a depth wide receiver in the NFL. I disagree. I think he can be a solid two or three. Um, he is. He has been a three his entire career, pretty much. Well, he's been a four. Last his, year he was a four, but before well, that he was Claypool, third three. Guess, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he deserves some more credit than he's been given, and I think he needs to go somewhere that will give him an opportunity because when he's on the field, he's he's fine. Yeah. In fact, they've taken Deontay Johnson off to put him in. When, yeah, but that was more to discipline Deontay Johnson than because James Washington was playing better than Deontay Johnson. Still, but and when he was on the field, he was fine. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But I don't I don't blame him one bit for that. I have two destinations in mind. If he does get traded, one is the Raiders, and the other one is the Texans. So I I was thinking the Raiders as well, but I was also thinking Philly, and Philly just needs wide receivers in general. Yeah. So yeah, and he, they can get. They, I don't hate that. Because they're already rumored, and I don't know if we're talking about this, but there's been a whole debacle that's come out today. Today's Tuesday. Um, or Monday. Sorry, today's Monday. But a whole debacle with Michael Thomas, and now there's been talk about Michael Thomas possibly ending up in Philadelphia. But again, it's just because they need there's wide receivers. There's been a lot of trade talks around <laughs> Philly right now. Yeah. Because also just, Deshaun have, Watson. Yeah, but that's just because they have so much trade um, am, ammunition, yeah, I guess. they do, but... They They're not going to get a first needs. round pick for James Washington, but no, they no, could, no, no, he would, he would still be an upgrade over anybody else on that team. And they get him traded. It's probably a fifth round pick fourth round pick. Would you not, not take a shot him. on that though? If you were Philly, I'd take a shot on uh, that. Yeah. I'd definitely take him for a fifth for sure. Yeah. Heck yeah. For sure. I'll take him for a fourth. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, Josh Allen broke the bank. Yeah, he did six year, $258 million extension. Dude Second paid. highest paid quarterback. Yeah. He deserves it. I mean, yeah. he's literally improved and, every single year. This is just also a quarterback contracts go. You have to reset the market. Yeah, you just reset. I've said this before. I, um, but I'm willing to bet Lamar is not going to get this much money. He's not. Well, they already said that they're waiting on Lamar. Yeah. Um, the reports came out today that uh, um, Coach Harborough was just like, we'll take our time with this. Um, yeah. Baker's going to be next. Kyler's going to be up in a I don't think Baker's going to get it. That, that no, much, Baker's but, not going to get a lot of money. But, but uh, the the thing with me, and and I know you disagree with it, but I always feel like yes, you reset the market every time. Reset the market. Reset the market. At some point, that well, market's got to stop. Can't just keep going up. No, yeah, it will forever. It can't. That's just how because there's there's still a cap, and the cap's not always going to go up. Yeah, yeah, so, it will. Well, it didn't. This what was it last year? Okay, so it, I'm just it, saying. the first time it ever <laughs> happened, and the yeah, most but it ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. The first time ever. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. it will always go up, but that's just how inflation works. Like, yeah, it's just I relative. Get it. 
Nick Chubb also signed a good contract, three-year extension, $36.6 million. Yeah, I was a little surprised it wasn't a touch more, but I like the contract. Yeah, yeah it's a very um, good contract. He he definitely deserves that. He's coming to the it's league. Right and around just, like what Aaron Jones got, less yeah. than like Kamara or obviously CMC, but right. he, it's up there. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't thinking uh, a lot more. I was thinking just a, a touch more, but uh, Cleveland, they needed to resign him or give him an extension because oh, yeah. he's... He's been lighting it up up mm-hmm. there, and half that offense is surrounding him. So, I look at Cleveland to to have a pretty decent team this year, and Nick Chubb's a lot of the reason why, and that defense. Yeah. So, uh, next piece of news is some camp hype, and um, yep. I like this news because I really like this player. I really loved him last year. I know Caleb likes him a lot too, but it's uh, Brian Edwards. Yep, he's been running with the ones in um, Las Vegas, Oakland. Yep. Whatever you want to but, call him, the uh, yeah. Raiders. And he's running ahead of John Brown. And yeah. Apparently, Brian Edwards from the beat reporters is lighting it up out there. Hasn't dropped a pass. Yeah, keep in mind, uh, keep or keep in mind, guys. Uh, Brian Edwards right now is going undrafted, Pretty, or is yeah, like the last pick undrafted of of a lot of drafts. And I don't have it up, but let me pull it up real quick. John Brown is going he's like fourteenth or something. It's they're both. He, yeah, they're going go both undrafted. going pretty late, yeah. but yeah, fifteenth, uh, fifteenth round. Um, if you're t- if you're taking a shot on a wide receiver in Vegas, I would take the shot on Brian Edwards I would over too. Henry Ruggs, but that's just me. Oh yeah, that's well, where's Henry me. Ruggs going actually? Like eleventh or something like that. Eleventh. Yeah, eleven oh four. Yeah, I would take Brian Edwards over all of those guys. Yep. Um, here's why: is he's massive. He's, he's a just mo- a he big was dude. An inc- monster in college. Oh he, yeah, he was excellent. And when when you look at him, I, I think even one of the beat reporters came out and said that. Him on the field reminds him of like Terrell Owens, and I'm like, okay, I, I that's mean that's a good comp. That's that. <laughs> that's a good comp. <laughs> if I'm a wide receiver, I I wouldn't, you know, I would not accept that. You yeah. know, like that's awesome. I mean, he's six three, two twelve. He can get downfield. I think if Brian Edwards is lightening it up, as long as he stays healthy, because he did have some injury concerns yeah, he dealt last with some year. Last year, but if he can stay healthy, he could be a huge spark in this offense. And I mean, I'm really, really excited this year. He's somebody that I'm gonna target late. Yeah. Just just because I you always want to take a big shot on just. And honestly, you probably don't even have to draft him. Like no, no one don't. else is gonna draft him. No like, one else is gonna draft him. I mean, you can just throw him with your last pick if but, you want. But but I would throw him with that last pick, and yeah, here's why. Just, because if he lights it up in week one, you might not oh, have yeah. that waiver pick to get him. Yeah. So just grab him and hold on to him for a week or two. Let's just see how it plays out. But Brian Edwards, I would not be shocked, guys, if he finishes as a two. Maybe two back into early it, three. I'm thinking mid to late three is probably. I'm thinking best back into early three. Okay. Like he he could he has a lot of upside. Okay, and uh, last piece of news we'll get into comes out of Indy. Both Carson Wentz and Quentin <laughs> Nelson are out multiple weeks with the same injury. Yeah, they I'd... both had surgery. Carson Wentz had his surgery a few days before, but their um expected time out is five to twelve weeks. So far, I'm hearing Carson Wentz. Looks like he'll be back sooner than later, but they're both going to miss some part of the season. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they both have the same injury. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they were doing, but ironic. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's and so this crazy. Affects the offense huge a lot. Like, I yeah. had Jonathan Taylor as my fifth overall running back. I'd probably drop him back a few pegs. Mm-hmm. And we were never high on their wide receivers. Yeah. I, I like Pittman. I still don't mind where he's going in drafts, but you're going to have to expect slow going at first. Yeah, yeah. If you're an indie fan, man, this is this is heartbreaking news because you you know you traded for Carson Wentz, 
He's definitely going to be missing some time. And keep in mind, again, coming onto a new team, missing this amount of time, that cohesive nature that you're yep. hoping for in camps is not going to happen. Him getting comfortable with the way these wide receivers is not going to happen. Him learning that playbook, it's going to happen just from like a bed maybe instead. But the biggest thing for me is not even just Wentz, but they, Quentin Nelson is huge to oh, that yeah, offensive that, line. And that's why I take, <laughs> like, a, take Jonathan Taylor yeah, down a little bit. Jonathan Taylor is definitely going to take a hit. Still 100% a first-round running back. You have to take Oh, yeah, that's round, not but, changing. He'll, he'll be a top 12. Yeah. Um, but he, he is going to take a slight hit just because of that. And and the the biggest reason is we don't know how many games that they possibly could miss. Yeah, I think it's, it's still up in the air at this point. Yeah, and and plus, what if there's re-aggravation? We don't know. If Quentin Nelson ends up not playing this whole season, that whole offense takes a hit. Oh, <laughs> takes yeah, a hit. but I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not, but okay, that's it for news. All right, let's go ahead and then uh, jump into our wide receiver twos. So are you wanting to start, or do you want me to start this? Uh, I mean, I'll start because my 13th is who you had ninth. It's Mike Evans. All right, that works. He, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go glance over him, just kind of reiterate a few things. Yeah. He did finish 10th overall at the position last year. He was 29th in targets, 109, 32nd in reception, 70, 18th in yards with 1,006. Keep the streak alive. Yep. Fourth in touchdowns with 13. Weeks 9 through 17, with Antonio Brown on the field, he was still the wide receiver 9, 14.9 points per game. It's very good. The only season 18% target share in this offense, though, last year, which is yeah. pretty low. Yep. He had 14 targets inside the 10. Turned that into nine touchdowns. Yep. And so if you watch the videos from last week, there I could have put more in. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Mike Evans on the goal line. <laughs> like, there were more. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, he has to be a double-digit touchdown receiver to return. Yes. He has to be. Yeah, and the reason I have him at nine, though, is because I don't th- I don't see it No, changing. yeah, and I, I, but, I mean, this is very close. I, yeah. I, I still love his ADP, but yep. he did have seven games last year with six or less targets. Mm-hmm. So He's not a target hog. No. He never has been. No, at times he has been, but yeah. not now. True. With the emergence of everybody else. Yeah, and the, yeah, the addition of Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin in the office, O.J. Howard's going to be back. So, yeah. who's your 13? You got C.D. Lamb. Wow. Yeah. I oh, have, I'm so happy right now. Yeah. We're finally going to be wildly different on the Yes, player. this is going to be wildly different episode. I have him at 21. Wow, that's ridiculous. You're an idiot. Next Here's, year, I'm all about it, man. Nah, Next year, I see it, it for C.D. Lamb. Next year... Very high end number two. Yeah. I'm just, I'm finding it hard. I mean, if I find out, if we find out more about the Amari Cooper injury and he's going to be missing more time or something he could very, like, re-aggravate, CeeDee Lamb will definitely go up. But I'm having a hard time really buying into the hype like some people are. And I want, uh, you go first. I'm buying in, man. I am definitely, definitely buying in. Uh, I'm I'm actually really happy right now. So, here's here's what I find crazy. And... Again, last year was definitely kind of interesting with Dallas yeah, because yeah, we brought of, up with, with when Dak. we talked about Amari Cooper. Yep. Wait, did we talk about Amari Cooper last week? He was my twelve last week. Yep. Oh, he okay. Was my twelve. Cool. Um, so through weeks one through five with Dak, so these are just with Dak. Dak, he was on a sixteen-game pace of ninety-three for thirteen eighty-five and six touchdowns. That's amazing for a rookie coming in. I mean, that's not Justin Jefferson. You know, he definitely, Justin Jefferson was kind of nope, like the He did the see the second most targets out of any rookie receiver last year behind Justin Jefferson. Yep. And he's only one of seven rookies with 70 receptions and 900 yards over the last decade. 
I have a feeling that C.D. Lamb in this offense, as long as Dak stays healthy, and again, we don't really know about Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper lingers with injuries all the time. This isn't something new. Yeah, but he has been. But he's still he's still good. Yeah, yeah he's not, I'm not saying he's very bad. very good. He's still very good. But I think this is an offense where C.D. Lamb could really start seeing just more. I think he already is the clear cut number two. I can't see yeah, Michael oh yeah, Gallup yeah, taking no, yeah, anything from him. He's 100 the number two. I'm yeah, not and he plays that. on the slot. He's going to stay in the slot, I think, because I mean, he's predominantly in but the I slot. But I think that's why most people have him as high as you do because the reports are coming out that he's going to be moving out around the. He did not move he out did of not the slot pl- last year. <laughs> he he has like 600 and something snaps in it the was slot. Outrageous. And Michael Gallup actually I only played on the outside. He had 666 snaps in the slot, and he had 61 <laughs> wide. Yeah. Now he can do both. Yeah, he is very good, but he is by far a better slot. Like he is yes, a very good he's slot. He's a very, receiver. very good slot receiver. And I I really don't know if it's gonna change, but I just keep remembering when I when he was coming out last year, just his catchability is so dominant. Yeah, yeah he's so very good. he's a very good receiver. I almost like him better than Amari Cooper. And that's well, exactly don't you, why don't you well, have him yes, higher than this Amari year, Cooper? Yeah, I do. But what I'm saying is is just naturally not just because of Amari Cooper's injury, I think I start to like C.D. Lamb naturally better. Next year, man. Next year. It's not this year. You're all in next year for him? Next year. Guys, I'm all in this year for him. I don't see it changing. I love C.D. Lamb. He's going to be dominant this year. I don't even have anything else you need to know. Okay, so we'll go to my cons. Okay, go ahead. One, I'll just add 18.1% target share in the office last year. That's a decent mark. Um, It'll go up. Significantly, like, not significantly. Decently less than Amari Cooper's, but can it go up though? Because I think Michael Gallup is still going to be using this offense. You're going to have Blake Jarwin back. You're going to have Dalton Schultz, Zeke, Tony Pollard. Everyone in this offense. This is a crowded offensive group. And last mm-hmm. year, they were throwing the ball lights out with Dak. Yeah, but do you believe that the defense hype with Zach? will be improved? Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to. They're going to be world beaters. But last year, they were awful. That defense improves. Mm-hmm. A better running game. Dak Prescott in there the whole time. I don't know if they're going to be as pass happy. They're still going to be one of the best offenses in the league. Yep. But yeah, I have him at 21. I think he finishes better than he did last year. I just, I don't see the super high end number two finish for him this year. Yeah. The one concern that I do have is like the he red also zone had a targets. a lot of bus games last year. He disappeared he did. He a did. lot. I'm not denying it, but that's last year. We're moving on to this year. Uh, you know, to me, I don't buy into the whole Zeke stuff. I don't, I think, I think Zeke is kind of on his way to kind of yeah, just he's, being down. He's he lost some weight. He's definitely over yeah. the peak. He, he lost some weight. Good for him. All this kind of stuff. I just don't see this massive resurgence from Zeke. I think he's going to be better than he was last year, 100%. But I don't see it being huge. I've never been concerned with Blake Jarwin. He'll get his catches. That's great. But he's a tight but end. But now they're going to have two tight ends. Blake still, Jarwin's and there. Dalton, I mean, again, I still don't care. Neither one of these will be dominant tight ends. No, it's not like a George Kittle's it, in this offense. Yeah, no, but it keeps C.D. Lamb from increasing from yeah. what he did last year because he's going to have to increase a lot from what he did last year to get to where you have him ranked. I get it, dude. I get it. It's going to happen, so don't worry about it. It's going to happen. He's going to have a 24% target share. It's massive. 24%? I have no clue. I just kind of threw that number out. <laughs> I mean, that 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 that's a very good mark, but, I mean, <laughs> I Amari it, Cooper last year, he saw... What did Amari Cooper see last year? Oh, where is he? 21.2. Okay, so... I still... If Amari Cooper's playing 16 weeks, he's seeing more targets. Yeah. He's seeing more yards. So, 
I still think it'll be around 20, but I think what is going to happen is, you know, I don't, Michael Gallup's not going to see the field as much. He will though. He will just, still be used. I know they're going to do the three. Okay. So are they going to do three wide receiver sets? Or are they going to do 12 man personnel? They're going to do both. Well, what are they going to do more often? Mike, uh, I'm just saying Michael Gallup is not a non-factor in this offense. He's still a very good wide receiver. But the, we go back to two years ago, everyone was hot and bothered with Michael Gallup. Everyone thought Michael Gallup was going to be this breakout star. And he wasn't. But C.D. Was Lamb good. is. No, he was good. But then they drafted C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup is still a very good wide receiver. Yeah. I love C.D. this year. Okay. It ain't changing me, man. You ain't changing me. So you had C.D. Lamb at a 13. That's right, boy. Okay, 14s. You go first. Tyler Lockett. Okay, thank you. Look at that. I have him at 15. Eh, a little bit closer on this Simpatico. one. Then. Yeah, man, uh, Tyler Lockett. Just... I love digging into Tyler Lockett's stats. That's what I've realized in my life. I love Tyler Lockett. <laughs> you do, huh? So, yeah, I'm just going to go first. Go ahead. Played 16 games last year, finished ninth overall at the wide receiver position. Yep. He's been around back in wide receiver one, high in wide receiver two the past three years. Inconsistent, though, last year. That was his big flaw. Yep. But he was 13th in targets last year in the NFL. 132, eighth in receptions with 117th in yards with 1,054. Tied with DK Metcalf in touchdowns at eighth with 10. He like he's a very he can be a very streaky player, but he does offer those massive games, efficiency games. He saw seven, he caught seventy six percent of his passes last year. Mm-hmm. Like incredible connection with Russell Wilson. He's still, I mean, he will be the number two in this offense. But weeks ten through seventeen last year, he was the wide receiver too. Like it was a bad stretch last year. Was better than DK Metcalf in that stretch. And again, I'm going to reiterate this: what we. I said it when we talked about DK Metcalf last time. Tyler Lockett outproduced him in the red zone. Yep. Like by a decent margin. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf had 16 targets inside the 20 for five touchdowns. Lockett saw the same target, turned that into eight touchdowns. Inside the 10, DK Metcalf had 10 targets, turned that into four touchdowns. Lockett had nine, turned that into seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Past two years, Lockett has 18 total touchdowns. DK Metcalf has 17. And Lockett sees a 24% target share. Yep. I love where he's going in drafts. You can get him You can get him as your wide receiver three in drafts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's going in the fifth round. Um, well, he's going back in fifth. He's going almost six, 5'11". Yeah, I, I love Tyler Lockett. I actually did have Tyler Lockett at 13, and then I just swapped him in CD, I want to say yesterday. Uh there's just so much, man. We we talked about this last year. Tyler Lockett is he's dominant. He he's, just is. Like DK Metcalf is going to have these long touchdowns. I get it. No, yeah, like yeah. If you watch if you watch the videos last week, the highlights I put in. Oh, they're huge, huge plays. Huge, huge plays. plays down the field. Yeah, Tyler Lockett ain't doing that as he's, much. But for my opinion, Tyler Lockett did have the best receiving performance last year in that game. Three touchdowns, two hundred yards. Yeah, that game twenty targets. That game was breathtaking. Yeah, I mean Tyler Lockett, it, he's more of your possession guy. Yeah, and what's crazy is it's kind of like Tyree Kill a little bit, where this little shorter receiver somehow is always open, and he he is fast, not Tyree Kill fast, but he's fast, but he's just he's always open, and Russell Wilson always finds him. 
I mean, there's games, eight receptions for eight targets, uh, eight targets, seven receptions, 13, 20. I mean, nine, nine, nine. Like <laughs> he's pulling almost 10 targets yep. a game, guys, like every single week. It's insane. Like, I think what's it was his average 8.3. So 8.3 targets. Like it's That's a just, very good mark. It's a very, very good mark. And he's still thousand yards almost. Was it almost every year? Past two years. Past three two. years ago was close. But yeah, over the past three years, he has 28 total touchdowns. Yeah, I mean. That, I, I meant to pick up that stat to see where that ranks over the past three years. I forgot to do it. It would be very high. Yeah. I mean, no worries. But to me, and he's not just like DK, where it's almost like you have to throw the 50 or 60 yard bomb to get the touchdown. I mean, DK has definitely last year improved a lot in that department. His route tree became more expanded, but Tyler Lockett is like as complete a receiver as you can come by. Yeah, he'll be fine. And he moves, and in it's and not going to change. I I have him ranked a little bit lower than where he probably will finish, but I think it's just because I do think t- um, DK Metcalf is still going to have a very good year, and I'm a little concerned with what this offense is going to kind of look like. There's some issues now with. I think it's going to be the exact. I really do. I'm not. Well, really there's some issues the now hype. with the offensive line. I forget his name, but they're there's possibly not resigning Russell Wilson throwing a hissy fit. Um, but anyways, it just it we'll just have to kind of wait and see. But I think Tyler Lockett's going to be fine. And would you rather have Tyler Lockett right now or DK? Where they're going in drafts? Yeah, I would be DK. taking Lockett because I think DK is late second. No, oh, he's going almost mid second now, bro. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'll just take, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take with, I'll take Lockett. I mean, if I have DK Metcalf, I'm fine with it. He's going to be great. He's going to be great. But yeah, that draft price, I would hesitate. Yeah. For sure. Jeez, that's, yeah, it's getting up there. Okay. So my 14, Sir Julio Jones. Where do you have him? I've got Julio at 16. Okay. He, uh, they say he played nine games last year. That's I don't generous. agree with them. You said 16, right? Yeah, I've got him at 16. I'm counting him playing seven games. He played seven games where he played over 30% of the snaps. So that's what I'm counting. In those seven games, he averaged 15.7 points per game. That would have been fifth last year. In those seven games, he averaged 100 yards per game. Julio is still incredible. But you have to talk about, well, he's going to a new team. Yeah, he is. The Titans have 224 vacated targets. That is 47.9% of their targets last year are gone. Titans have 15 vacated targets inside the 10 zone. That is a lot. That is a lot of vacated targets that close to the end zone. Titans have 56.6 vacated air yards from last year. There is so much room to add Julio in this offense. Mm-hmm. So much room. You can add Josh Reynolds. Anthony Ferkshire could get a bump. And this is my highest rated, this is my highest ranked duo in the league. The AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I have them yeah, the I would, best two. No, the I've, best got, duo. I've got one, I guess, kind of higher. I don't know. It's kind of hard to judge how that's going to work, but it, it, it makes sense because I do have AJ Brown pretty high. Yeah, I had AJ Brown at uh, 11 and Julio at 14. I think I have AJ Brown. Where do I? I have him at twelve. I don't know. I think I have one that might be a slightly higher because I have DK at eight, Ty Lockett at fourteen. 
Yeah. Yeah, that one's actually. So, so that one would be higher. Yeah, that one could be closer, but. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Anyways, no, I think, I definitely think there's room for Julio in this offense. Um, even with all the touches that Derrick Henry is going to get this year too. You know, I yep. mean, it's, it's crazy. Now, I think to me, um, I'm still taking my shot with AJ Brown as the number one, Julio as the number two with Julio kind of aging. The only thing I care about is can he just stay freaking healthy? Yeah. Like that's it. You know, the and reason you might, and you might not get a full season out of him, but, but that's what I'm, I'm not it. banking on drafting a guy at, in the fourth round. That's only going to play half a season. Fourth round. Oh, he's I, going I in the fourth him, round. I mean, that was, last year was the first time where he really missed time like that in a long, long time. Yeah. But he's always dealing with something. Yeah, and uh, you want to know his fantasy finishes for the previous, like, seven years? Sure. They're all top ten. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that's also in a completely different offense. But Yeah, still. you're right, but this offense is more efficient, and you know exactly where the ball is going. It's, True. And when they're passing the ball. A.J. Brown. Um, <laughs> But, no, I, I definitely think, you know, watch out for this offense. I mean, he was it's going to be big. He still had over 15 yards per reception last year. Yards per target, he was third in the league at 11.3 like dude's elite it's yeah. still elite yeah definitely um i i even think this offense is going to be posting 35 point weeks you oh know, like i think easily so <laughs> like them on the side hard. of each other is so terrifying because yeah. they're both like can do anything on the football field yeah it's gonna they be can muscle it's gonna people be fun to watch. they can outrun people they're just gonna out like maneuver them like it's gonna be incredible to watch yeah. So the other thing um, that I look at with Julio that uh, does kind of concern me still and always will would be the touchdowns. He's but just like never... again, there's 15 vacated targets inside the 10 zone this year. That's a lot, and right, that could be something because the Titans are very efficient in the red zone. Right. But Julio had 11 red zone targets and had one touchdown last year. So better it's... quarter. Honestly, I would. That's still Ryan arguable. Is a better quarterback. Matt Ryan is a pretty decent quarterback, though. But but still, that's close. But yeah. But the point being is, he just never has. He just doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. He's always been known for having a lot of yardage. Yeah. And I don't know how much yardage he's going to be having this season, because just just because of how this offense is going to maneuver. I mean, hundred percent, he's hitting a thousand yards. Hundred percent. I don't see that not happening, but. I mean, he was still averaging 100 yards per game last year. But also keep in mind, too, Atlanta's never had, I mean, arguably in quite a while, a really good, efficient running back. No, yeah, it's been like since 2015. So when you have Derrick Henry that can still take some chunks and chunks and chunks, that yardage might not be there. Whereas if his touchdown totals go up, then that would be a lot better in my opinion. No, yeah, but I mean, A.J. Brown's been doing just fine. True, but that's... Still slightly different because AJ Brown was really, in my opinion, the only guy there. Corey Davis, I yeah, wasn't but always. Corey Davis was still. <laughs> I mean, still he okay. saw the, but the targets, yeah, are still going to be there for Julio. So true, true. We'll just have to, we'll have to see, man. Because I'm, I'm. This is one of the more intriguing duos to I'm, watch. This I year. think I'm all in on the Titans <laughs> this year. Yeah, they're going to well, be one of my favorite teams. We'll see. Their defense still needs a little bit of work, but man, that offense is going to be fun. All right, so jumping in with my 15, I got Amari Cooper. Yeah, he was my 12. Yeah, and just kind of reiterate some stuff. I mean, obviously, we know what he was able to do with Dak last year. I mean, it was really, really incredible. Uh, you know, I, I dropped him where he is just because of the ankle. I do like CD a lot more this year than, than him. I think he's going to take 
the step forward. Amari Cooper's going to kind of take a little bit of a step back, but I still have him ranked high because of the potential. No, yeah, with Dak last year, weeks one through four, he was wide receiver three, and he saw, even without um, Dak in there, he was still seeing incredible volume. 14th in targets last year, 130, 11th in receptions, 92, 14th in yards, 1,114. Had five touchdowns, which is a little low. 21.2 per 10 target share in this offense is good enough. I'm still holding on to my ranking of 12 for Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. It's I just I don't know. It's he's when you have somebody that you know with it an could ankle, it could drop if I find out some more news or start getting a little bit more concerned. But right now I'm holding hold. Yeah, and that's fine. And I think I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just start dropping him now because I think it needs to go there. I mean, he's still going in four oh seven. Um, so still, still love that. Still going a little high, in my opinion, for somebody that could be on the pup list. I haven't for heard all. anything like that. Well, he's beginning training camp on the PUP list, so if yeah, it but extends... training camp, you can come off the PUP list at any time. True, but extend. But yeah, I mean, he still had 1,000 yards, 92 receptions, five touchdowns, excellent stats. So we talked about him last week. If you want to learn more, you can go back and listen to, to last week's episode. Yep, so, so 16s. Yep, you go ahead. I have Chris Godwin. That's really funny. It's the first one we agree on. Okay. <laughs> um, so just in case you watched uh, or listened to our previous one with Julio Jones, I actually have Julio ranked at 17, not 16, so I apologize. I do have Chris Godwin ranked at 16. Yep. He uh, played 12 games last year, and he was 15th in points per game in that time span with 13.2. Weeks 10 through 17 with AB on the team, he was a wide receiver 13, 14 point poor. 14.4 points per game and only had one bust game in that entire time period. His catch rate was incredible last year, one of the league leaders. He will lead this team in target receptions and yards. 100%. He did slightly overproduce last year in the touchdown department. He had seven touchdowns, which isn't a bad number, but he only had seven targets inside the 10 zone. He turned that into five touchdowns, six touchdowns in the red zone on nine targets. All of his touchdowns except one came inside the red zone. So he wasn't offering like big, explosive, huge plays. But the connection, like with Mike Evans, was very good at the second half of the season with Chris Godwin and Tom Brady. He sees an 18.9% target share in this offense. But he is also 13th in yards per target last year at 10.10 yards per target. So incredibly efficient. Yeah, I mean, when you when you kind of look at that his season last year, you know, we had all the hype in the world coming in that he was just going to be elite. And he, well, he was incredible the year before, but we were yes. both didn't really like him or Mike Evans' draft price. Right, Mike Evans could have paid off Chris Godwin if you took Definitely. him there. No, it did not pay off. He Definitely missed a lot didn't. of time. But um, yeah, twelve games. He just had a myriad of issues. Yep, to get a but hamstring. Again, the second half of that season, even with AB on the team, he was still very good. Right, he did have a hamstring issue at one point. I think he had to have surgery on his hand or something too. But either way, I mean. We saw what he was able to do with a junkie, Jameis Winston, knocked to Jameis Winston. Uh, I think coming into this year Jameis with... Jameis Winston, he was the wide receiver four. So I just hate Jameis Winston. I know you do. So, um, But I think with, with Tom Brady, I think it's just going to continue to go up. They did still resign Antonio Brown, which I thought was crazy, but hey, yep. more power to well, them. Well, it looks like Godwin's going to be gone. Next year? Yeah. Yeah, that's sad to say. 
Um, but Chris Godwin is playing on a like you just he's said a contract here, yeah, so he's on he's on, on, his, he's on his franchise. He's going to have a really good season because he wants to get that payday. Yeah. So I I do expect him to have a very very good season. And honestly, he's going at four oh five. I don't mind that too much. I like it. Um, I like both of him and Mike Evans' draft price. Okay, great. Uh, they're both going fourth round. Yeah. So, but you know, I like I said, I don't mind that too much. It's not. It's a price that I would still be willing to pay. Um, especially if I went running backs early and he could be either most likely he'll be my number two. Yeah. I'm not a huge tight end early guy, so wouldn't mind it at all. So year 17 was Julio. Yep. Who's your 17? Cooper cup. Hmm. Starting to get a little closer, buddy. Uh, I hate to say it where you got Cooper cup. I got him at 18. Okay. So uh, Cooper cup last year played 15 games, 27th overall wide receiver. Big fall from the previous year. Huge. But it was really just one thing. Um, so he was 19th in targets last year with 124, 12th in receptions with 92, 22nd in yards with 974. Pulled a Robert Woods. Three touchdowns. <laughs> 88th. Three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. It was, he led the Rams in every pretty much receiving category that mounts, receiving re- receptions, yards. He had the best targets per game average. Yep. He was better than Woods in every statistical category yep. except touchdowns. Yep. And he there just it was crazy bad in the red zone last year with Cooper Cup. He saw 13 red zone targets last year, two touchdowns. Yep. Five 10 zone targets turned that into one touchdown. It went from super efficient in the red zone the year before to last year was not. I think I'm willing to blame Jared Goff. I always blame Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> so his team's also like they're not going to be like. I don't think they can just run the ball like they really do want to. Especially now that the Cam Akers gone, the Malcolm right. Brown leaving, right. I think now is going to burn them. Yeah. So I think they're going to rely on the passing game a little bit more, and the quarterback play will improve. Yeah, we Matthew definitely, Stafford coming in is a big bump. Huge. Yeah, definitely Matthew Stafford coming in is going to help this offense. And I think it's going to definitely bring these receivers, you know, back to what they were the year before. You know, Robert was the year before coming into last season. The one thing I kept saying was, if he would get the touchdowns, he would get the yeah. He, he, he would was be, the target leader, the reception yeah. leader. But that <laughs> and, was Cup last year. But then what happened was, is it kind of shifted, <laughs> and yeah. Robert Woods was getting well, the touchdowns. Yeah, Robert Woods <laughs> last year went to his normal mark. That one year was just a really down year. Right. So. We'll, we'll kind of see what happens. I mean, because Cooper Cup the year before, I, I think he finished fourth. Fourth, yeah. Something yeah, like I mean, um, 10 touchdowns on the season. He saw. I mean, he has a 23.6% target share in this offense. Yeah. He's so, the number one. Right. I, I definitely agree with you, um, which is funny because people are still drafting Robert Woods over him. I mean, I love both of them. They're both going to be very I good. Would, I would take I either. I would take the shot. What? <laughs> I would take either. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really care. Um, But I definitely think that you know, Cooper Cup needs to have those touchdowns, though, to be. I mean, know, in how that, in that conversation. I mean, how bad those stats are, and just watching the games, it's gonna improve. Well, the thing that it's not because he was still incredible on third downs. Yeah, but ninety-two receptions isn't bad. No, that's twelfth in the league last year. Yeah, very and, good. and his, I mean, his yards isn't great. No, you know, nine seventy-four when he had a over no, eleven hundred. Yeah, his yeah, his yards per catch did go down last year. Yeah, two point what? Little well, a little under two two percent. Right, twelve point four to uh, ten point six. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just it killed him with the with the touchdowns oh, yeah. going from ten to three. Yep. 
That's just that's, that's sad. Like, yeah. But yeah, I like I said, I have Cooper Cup right there at eighteen. Um, and I definitely have him over Robert Woods. That's who I would go with. Yeah, I do too. So oh. then year seventeen was Julio. Year eighteen was Cooper Cup. I yep. gotta give my eighteen. Yep. Deontay Johnson. Oh, come on, man. Now we're just doing this one behind thing. You have him at nineteen. I got him at nineteen. Okay. We both love Deontay. I do you talk freaking love him. Deontay. In fact, I really wanted to put him higher, but <laughs> I yeah, just, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be upset if anybody else did. No, for sure. Deontay, uh, we literally talked about all last season. Yeah, <laughs> almost every single episode we talked Deontay Johnson. I don't know what it was. I don't know what he did. I don't know why, but no one wanted to give him any sort of well unless you were like really in the weeds of like football and fantasy football his rookie season you didn't really hear much about him and then his second year he just kind of came in and i think people just weren't really willing to buy in but like i mean Dude, even we like, bought in fast yeah with DraftKings, like mean like yeah and that's what i'm saying prize, is like DraftKings showed so much disrespect to this guy because i have his stats up here let me go down and check it real quick his targets 9.6 last year. Oh, yeah. He saw the eighth most targets in the league last year. 144 targets. Guys, what else you want? <laughs> 15th in receptions with 88. 27th in yards, 923. 22nd in touchdowns with 7. Yeah, I mean, 22.9% target share. Yep. I don't know why he was not... You know, I don't he, know. He definitely I just don't know why he wasn't... Some disappearing acts last year. And like we mentioned yeah, in the news part, James, there was... Um, yeah thing but it wasn't because drops yeah, exactly in week 7 through 17 last year he was the wide receiver 6 at 13.7 points per game if you get rid of that week 17 and just make it week 7 through 16 he was the wide receiver 5 with 14 points per game yeah dude was very good if he cleans up his drops okay so if he stops dropping that ball because Mike Tomlin boy does Mike Tomlin hate that um, <laughs> I mean I'd actually most coaches probably do if he cleans up those drops, this dude, I think, will will finish way higher than where I have him ranked. Yeah, and uh, he had 11 red zone targets last year, turned that only into four touchdowns, five 10 zone targets, turned it into two. That's not bad. He's not going to be like a super high touchdown guy. Seven is probably uh, a good mark. He, he This is somebody that you're going to want to definitely draft in PPR leagues. Yeah. Thousand percent. I'm drafting based on half point. I think you are as well. Yeah. So, I mean, in full point, he would definitely still be ranked higher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, a little bit. Like, he's somebody that you need to target. And I think right now he's going in the fifth round. He's I see on, him go he's, later than that. I've seen him go six sometimes. Like, Well, he's on all my teams. Yeah, right some now. people are out on DM I am 10. targeting him like freaking crazy. Yeah. Because if I'm looking at that offense, you got now you have a run game with Najee Harris as long well, as he stays healthy. You have the possibility of a run game. Possibility but of a run that game. Offense, with it's going to be better than it was last year, but it still might not be great. Right. But I would still take Deontay over Chase Claypool yeah, yeah, and yeah, Juju yeah. Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thousand percent. Oh, yeah. yeah to he, me, he's he the number the, one. Oh, yeah. He is the number one in this yep. offense. Live it, love it. Deontay Johnson. Gosh. So underrated. So who was your 18 then? Oh, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I need to catch him. Yeah. It's always me. So your 19 was Deontay. My 19 is DJ Moore. That's fine. I got him at 23. Okay. Why you hate Mr. Moore? 
Why do I hate him? Mm-hmm. I don't hate him. Um, Sounds like you hate him, bro. Well, I, I'm not a Sam Darnold fan. Uh, so um, it's, it's not that I think DJ Moore um, is, is a bad wide receiver. Here's what it really is, guys. I had DJ Moore last year, and he burned me multiple times. It was so frustrating. Yeah. And I think I'm still hurt by that. And so I'm basing a lot of my ranking on that. Uh, DJ Moore, he's very talented to me. He, he should be cleared number one. Somehow he Robbie is. Anderson, well, though. He is, the, he is the most talented in this offense. He, oh, by far. DJ Moore, if you just go on a talent basis in the NFL, he is one of the elite young wide receivers in this league. A hundred percent. Yeah. What is he not even, is he 24 yet? He's around there. Yeah. Like, like the dude's young. young. Yeah. yeah. The dude's young. Um, I just, I don't know what it is, but Sam Darnold to me coming in, we'll see. It's going to be make or break for him. Hopefully he can kind of solidify. But last year, Robbie Anderson for like the first little bit of the season was just getting everything. And it was just bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. DJ Moore kind of turned it on a little bit at the end of no, the year. No, yeah. I mean, you like read through these stacks and it's kind of easily point outable what the problem was. 21st in targets, 118. 36 in receptions, 66. That's one problem. Yep. 11th in yards, 1193. 63rd in touchdowns with four. Yep. That so far in his career, touchdowns have not been An a good stat. No, he's yep. been not been getting any. Yep. He saw 24, 24.2% target share last year. 55.9% catch rate. They ranked 185th out of anyone who caught passes last year. Yeah. But he was third in yards per catch with 18.1 and eighth in yards per target at 10.1. Yep. When he caught the ball, he was incredible. Yep. When he caught the ball. Exactly. What's What's strange, though, is he's not typically, and, and this is just my opinion, he's not usually the downfield kind of guy. He can do everything. He can, get, he can but he's usually, he's more of a... He's more of a reception, like a uh, possession guy to me. He's than very a good burner downfield. But, but yeah, and he's very good after the catch. Yeah, he's but not going to be 18.1, that's a, that's a jump, guys, from oh, 13.5. Yeah. Like, and then even the year before that was 14.3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's still a huge jump. Yeah, 18.1 ain't going to stick, but it's going to be very high. Yeah. And again, you mentioned the touchdowns. The dude, I mean, two, four, yeah, he four. saw eight red zone targets last year, caught one touchdown. Yeah. Five ten zone targets for one touchdown. Yeah. But he still does have a twenty point a twenty four point two percent target share. Yep. I don't see that changing. We do have to kind of mention, you know, Curtis Samuel's gone, but they brought in Terrence Marshall Jr., yep. uh, who apparently has been looking very good in camp. Yeah. Yeah, he is a good receiver. And he can He's take be touches the slot away. Receiver. Yeah, he he definitely can take some touches away. But do you feel because I'm I'm still kind of going back and forth with Robbie Anderson and him this year. Do you feel like Robbie's still going to kind of take a lot away from him? I don't think it. Why would that? Why would they affect each other at all? I don't know. You tell me. Because last year. I don't see them affecting each other at all. Okay. I, st- I still like Robbie a lot. We'll get to him later. I love Robbie. He did. He saw a ton of targets last year. They passed the ball a lot last year. Christian McCaffrey's going to be back. He's going to absorb some targets from Curtis Samuel. Terrence Marshall's in there, but Terrence Marshall's still going to be a rookie. I think if anyone is affected in this offense, it's Robbie Anderson, not DJ Moore. Okay. I just remember at the beginning of the season, Robbie Anderson came out just swinging. He was good. I mean, let's see. Eight. He had eight receptions, ten or ten, eight targets, 10 targets, five targets, 11, 12. That was just weeks one through five. Mm-hmm. And that same time span. Yeah, but I mean, 
those finish. He just didn't score any touchdowns either. He had yeah, two touchdowns. So what's three crazy touchdowns is they season. both, I just realized he finished 24. These guys were both. Top. They finished very close to each other. Yeah, yeah 24 and yeah, 22. Curtis Samuel wasn't far behind. Interesting. But in the same time span, uh, you know, four reception or four targets, six targets, oh, no, five yeah. targets, you know, 13 DJ Moore had nine. games last year with like, for like four receptions for over 100 yards. No touchdown. Like, Right, but then he also had games where he had two receptions. Oh yeah, he was incredibly inconsistent last year. It was just terrible, and I hate. But so I hate was Robbie. Inc- like I hate inconsistency. That's what I'm saying. I felt like all, they both. All were, receivers are inconsistent. They were, dude. You're shut up. <laughs> I mean, outside of like Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams last year, Stephon Diggs, like a couple of those guys. Deontay Johnson's pretty consistent. Every receiver, he still had. He had a couple a games of, of inconsistency. Games. Last year, Robbie saw a 25.9% target share. Yeah, that's not that much higher. Yeah, but he still out-targeted him. Yeah, but so. DJ Moore outproduced him. Okay. Still. Well, I'm saying, still got to consider Robbie Anderson taking oh, something away. I love away. Robbie and, but Okay, but see, that's the disconnect I get right here. Why? <laughs> Just because. It can happen. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. It theoretically could happen. <laughs> I don't know why it would, though. Who knows? It's Sam Darnold. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and jump into 20. Who you got at 20? I got Robert Woods. Okay. I got him at 21. Okay. Yep. I got him three spots behind Cooper Cup. Great. <laughs> okay. So uh, last year he finished 13th overall at the wide receiver position. Robert Woods is what he is. Like I, I don't really like me putting him here, but I just, this is where he fell. Like, he was 16th in targets last year, 129, 14th in receptions at 90, 24th in yards and 936, 29th in touchdowns with six. He is a consistent wide receiver. Last year wasn't as consistent. Saw 23% target share in this offense. Red zone, though, he's, he's just kind of not a non, they, they just don't really heavily use him there. He mm-hmm. saw 12 red zone targets last year, four touchdowns. Much better efficiency than uh, Cooper Cup. And then uh, he saw three targets inside the 10, turned that into two touchdowns. 43.8 of the time last year, he was a wide receiver one or two on the week. So he was consistent, mm-hmm. much more consistent than Cooper Cup, finished much higher than Cooper Cup. Those but touchdowns. again, it's the touchdowns <laughs> are the main factor, but you do get the added benefit when you take Robert Woods's a lot of handoffs. He gets a yes, decent amount can, of rushing attempts. Yeah, the Rams love giving the receiver the ball in the backfield. Yeah, in fact, I think he had a couple of rushing touchdowns last year. Didn't he? Could I don't remember. I don't He had two. Okay. Yeah. So even more. Yeah. And I think they were like little end arounds or something. Oh, like yeah, close to the goal line yep. type. You you know when you draft Robert Woods, you know exactly what you're gonna get. And I don't yeah. think you're gonna get really anything different this year. Yeah. You're looking at a guy that's gonna be uh um, a mid to late RB two. Yeah. Yeah, if not, I mean, because honestly, he finished thirteen. I mean, that's a almost yeah, RB one, wide finish. receiver one. Yeah, I think no, he was a best. he was a wide receiver ten in twenty eighteen. He went so since he's been with the Rams because he's been electric since he's moved to the Rams. He was a wide receiver thirty two, ten, seventeen, thirteen. Okay, but so, it's around that range. Yeah, but he stays right around. That there. was also before two thousand eighteen. Was before like Cooper Cup's breakout. That was kind mm-hmm. of Brandon Cooks was still there. Yeah, yeah. So. 
And before Matthew Stafford, too. Let's yep. just throw out things that don't matter. And like uh, I kind of mentioned with Cooper Cup, everyone in this offense efficiency went down last year. Right. That's the Jared Cough effect. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with Matthew Stafford coming in, if Robert Woods, honestly, if he can keep those touchdowns, I mean, if he gets another year with six, I mean, six is like a normal year for him. Yeah. That two touchdown season was just a, an extreme outlier. We knew that was going to come back to the norm. Yeah. Um, and if he gets just a little bit more as far as yards go, I mean, he finished with 90 receptions, which is about what he finished the year before. Yeah, close, exactly what he finished the year before. Close in targets. He's usually kind of around that 130 mark anyway. So again, you're, what you see is what you're going to get with him. I think he's easily going to be an RB or an RB, a wide receiver too. He's a lock for an RB. To, uh, yeah, wide receiver there's too. nothing else you need from him. You don't need him to do anything. No. And what's even better. I think I kind of just more put him here though, is because some of the guys I have above him, I do see higher upsides with. So I'd yeah. be more inclined to take them. Yeah. The chance of him finishing in the top 12, it can happen. But I think it could happen with some of these other guys before yep. him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is why I think we, we both have him where, ranked where we have him. Um, I'm sure he won't finish at 21 on the season. He'll probably finish like 17 or 18 or 16 even. But um, I, don't, yeah, I don't see him jumping up into that, that tier one status. But I do like Robert Woods a lot. Yeah. And I really like him on the Rams. Was not a fan of him in Buffalo. Well. Because they didn't use them. <laughs> it's another one of those things that Buffalo screwed up. All right. So he was my 21. So you need to do your 21 now. That was CD Lamb. Oh, cool. So now we're at 22. We yep. all caught up? Uh, maybe. Let's see. Wait, did I do my 20? Oh, you just did 20, right? Yeah, I did 20. Okay, so, so I need to get my 20? 20. Got it. Mine's Kenny Galladay. He's my 22. Okay. So you lied to me. I did lie to you. You lied to me. Yeah. Before the show, I told him that he didn't even crack my top, top 24. Um, Kenny Galladay, I, honestly, the reason he snuck in um, where he did is just because I do think he does have talent. I think he is going to make this team better. Saquon Barkley coming back is also going to make it better. Yeah, but I also kind of do think this is kind of the floor you're going to get out of him. Because he does have higher upside than this. He could still be a back-end wide receiver one. If things play out right, last year right. he did only play four, I'm counting four games, 13.95 points per game. That was 11th. They were just like all right around there, though. They weren't mm-hmm. like, he didn't have like two blow up games and two bust games. They were yeah, just I all mean, he very was basically, consistent. Yeah. 14.7, 14.2, 14.4. But he was still fifth in yards per catch last year at 16.9. He's always one of the league leaders in that. In yards per target, he was eighth with 10.56. Mm-hmm. So he's still. When he catches the ball, they're big plays. He's a big play machine. And he can see 120 targets in this offense. He is the dominant number one. It is up to Daniel Jones, though, if That's how those problem. targets go. But um, if he sees 120 targets in this offense and it Daniel Jones does something, he's gonna be he's gonna finish higher than I have him ranked at 22. Yeah, I mean, the thing that bugs me right now is I look at, you know, he had 118 targets in 2019. I'm kind of bypassing 2020. I don't think he really wanted yeah, to play. No. And once the games he did play after, yeah, like once they were once fine. he got hurt, yeah, yeah, he was just kind of done, um, and he wanted out. So I'm I'm kind of just backtracking a little bit, looking at 18 and 19 stats. So he had 116 targets in 2019, but only 65 receptions for oh, a catch yeah, he percentage doesn't, of 56. It, yeah, but that's... like he doesn't have high catch rates. No, um, 
And I think a lot of it is because but he's a 50-50 ball guy. catch that year was also just under 20, I think. Like, it was incredibly high. Yeah, 18.3. Yeah. So, but again, it's just like these 50-50 things that Matthew Stafford used to do with Calvin Johnson. He was mm-hmm. now doing with Kenny Galladay. Yeah, and there is some hope. I mean, statistically, Daniel Jones isn't bad at throwing the deep ball, but there's other factors. <laughs> And there, and Jones. look at his competition. I mean, Evan Ingram led this team at targets last year with over a hundred. Right. There's no competition. Exactly. Um, I think he's clearly going to be the number one. I think the reason I have him where I have him is because I don't trust Daniel Jones. Yeah, at and all. yeah, you have him two spots higher than I do. I have him at yeah. 22. And I mean, the Giants, like I said, there is room for him to have 120 targets. The Giants were 30th in plays last year. They only ran 966 and 26th in pass attempts at 517. Right. So if they move the ball a little bit better, throw the ball a little bit more, you can get that. And there's other players like Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, guys who could take less of the shoulder. Evan Ingram's a big one there. Right. And then Saquon can still absorb some and be fine. Kadarius well, Tony they, can be worked in. And there, there's still a lot of analysts out there that think that the Giants' defense has they heavily a, improved. They have a good defense. They had a so, good defense last year. Right. So like, just, They shut down the the Bucks right on that Monday that, night game. Crazy. Yeah. So so just keep that in mind, guys. Like if it uh, All of this just comes down to Daniel Jones. <laughs> Literally all of it. And I don't know. Because Kenny Galladay is not a guy that gets separation. No, not like... So these no, have to yeah. be kind of tight window throws that Matthew Stafford was always comfortable throwing. Yeah. I haven't seen tight window throws from Daniel Jones that much. Not a lot of them. No. So I'm just kind of, I just don't know. Do you feel like he, there's a chance that he could reach a number one status this year? Yes. You, see, I in think the, there's more in, of a chance of him not making a number, being a number three than there is being a number one. That's just my opinion. And again, I, I, it's I mean, because I of Daniel hate, Jones. Yeah, I don't hate that opinion. Yeah, I it's mean, just yeah, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, talent. I don't think anyone on the planet is arguing the talent. It's, yeah, it's, it's there. It's Daniel Jones. It's Daniel Jones. All right, enough bashing Daniel Jones. <laughs> yep. So I think we might actually be all caught up now. Have you given your twenty? Yeah, you've given your twenty-one. Yeah. What about twenty-two? Nope. Okay, then yeah, give your twenty-two. Adam Thielen. He's my twenty-three. Cool. I'm sure we're gonna be kind of right around there. Yeah. So Adam Thielen, he's my boy. Um, if I had a best friend that was in the NFL, it'd be him. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not best friends yet. Um, but I really do like Adam Thielen. I just like the consistency factor that he can bring um, on that field. I think with the emergence of, of Justin Jefferson um, does make it interesting, but at the same time, in like what way? He, just to see like, you know, is he going to even take more of a target share or not? I mean, he Adam Thielen still had a 24.4. No, I think the target share, yeah, Justin Jefferson could definitely increase his a little bit. I think right. could decrease his a little bit. But So let's run through some of these stats. Tell me which one doesn't align with the other one. Uh, 32nd targets last year, 108. That's a fine number. 28th in reception, 74. 26th in yards, 925. All those are kind of like in line with each other. Like all those make sense. Mm-hmm. Third in touchdowns with 14. Yeah, that's what's up. It's not what's up. That yeah, is not no. happening again. Tell them all about the red zones, though. Exactly. <laughs> Adam Thielen, 39% of Thielen's points last year came from touchdowns. That was a higher rate than yep. Devontae Adams, who had 18. Yep. He had 20 red zone targets last year, turned into 13 touchdowns inside the 10. Yep. 13 targets turned into 10 touchdowns. Yep. He was like a red zone monster last yep. year. And it worked. Yeah. But that efficiency ain't going to stick around. No, no We've chance. Seen, I like Adam Thielen. I don't. 
where I see him in, dra- in mock drafts, I don't hate it most of the time. But we have seen the best of Adam Thielen. Well, yeah, I mean, he's 31, so he's kind of starting to reach that that little echelon of of age. But uh, especially for a guy that's not really fast to begin with. Um, he's going at 505, which isn't terrible. Not, it's yeah, not I, don't, terrible. I don't hate that. Um, but yeah, you're kind of right. Like, I mean, just his efficiency was just absolutely insane. I mean, I think, what was his catch rate last year? 69, so almost 70%. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's is also a very high catch rate. But but I still think, like, let me pull up his career stats because... Yeah, this is what that's what I was thinking. I still think his target share at 108 is kind of low. Um, he had 155, yeah. 143. Those were years with Stephon Diggs. He was hurt last year in yeah. 2019. Um, he didn't play definitely. I think he only played 10 games, but I still think that could possibly go back up, but that would also then have to take Justin Jefferson down. So it's going to be interesting. I don't really, I'm not a fan of their tight ends up in Minnesota. You like um, Smith? I just don't think, no, I, I mean, I like him as a person, but as okay. a, as a, he's interesting to me. As a tight end this year, I'm not a, I'm not massive on Irv Smith Jr. No, I mean I'm not massive on, but he's interesting. Yeah, so it's to me, you know, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. I think and, the problem is if you get what you got out of Adam Thielen last year, and he gives you half of those touchdowns, which would still be above his career average, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, but if he comes out with 150 targets... That ain't happening, dude. He's done it in the past. One year. Okay, so, sorry. Let's just say if he got 125 targets on 92 receptions for 1,000 yards and six touchdowns... And even on that year when he saw 153 targets, he still finished pretty much where he did last year. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. And That's I also because of the 14 touchdowns. the year he saw those uh, 150 targets... Yeah, Dalvin Cook played 11 games, was hurt pretty much a lot of that season. (laughs) That is true. The only thing that I do want to say about uh, Adam Thielen right now is, guys, keep an eye on this whole whole Kirk Cousins thing um, with COVID and whatnot. He he was off the list. Huh? Kirk Cousins came off the uh, COVID-19 list. Yeah, but the the point that I was trying to make is the whole... um, He's come out and said like he doesn't want he's not getting his shot, but he's gonna try and follow he's gonna try and follow all the protocols. So um I'm not here to say pro shot against shot, but just keep in mind, like if he happens to have to quarantine, not because he has COVID, but you also have to co- quarantine if you come in contact with somebody with COVID, he's gonna miss games. And if he misses games, <laughs> I'm not a Kellen Mon guy. No, so, no, so no, no, no. Th- this whole offense just kind of plummets. Yep. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because COVID's still going to be a factor coming into this year. Yeah. So just keep an eye on that um, because there is that whole thing going on with him right now. By the way, I'm pro shot. Yeah. I'm willing to put that out there. I don't care. You can. I, I have my shot too, but, you know, I don't force it. Okay. So where are we at? Uh, I'm about to wrap up. So I only have one more on my yeah, list. So. Same. So we're 24s. Both, yeah, and I've already said mine, so it was DJ Moore. Okay. That's all you, bro. Take and it away. Who did you make your list that didn't make my list? I don't think anybody yet. I think we've just kind of... But you said DJ Moore was your 24. Yeah. So. Oh, no. 
DJ Moore is my 23. Sorry, Ron, yeah, 23. 24. 24. I have Brandon Ayuk. Okay. He was in consideration for me, for sure. But he did not make my list. Yeah, everything coming out of camp, guys, is he's killing it. Yeah, I've also <laughs> so, heard the same thing about Debo. Well, I, I have too. But I'm taking my shot with Ayuk um, for multiple reasons. I don't hate it, but based off ADP, I, I'm on the side to wait and grab Debo. I think Debo, where is Debo going? Because he's it's like eighth round? Later. Is Debo going in the eighth? I don't think he's going that late. Seven? Mm, early seven, the, late seven, six. Seven, oh eight. Okay. And uh, uh like what early sixth? Yeah, six oh three. Okay. Um, but I don't mind it, man. I think I think he was, Brandon he was very is, good last year, but he was also a lot of the times where he was gone, Kittle was gone, Debo was gone, like there were extenuating circumstances. True. But he did perform very well. He's yeah. a very talented guy. Oh no. Sorry, all my stuff is going haywire right now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's what happens. So yeah, I mean he had a 16-game pace last year for 1,500 yards, 10.7 touchdowns. I mean, the dude, George Kittle is going to, as long as he stays healthy, that is another weapon you do have to worry about. You also have to worry about the run game in and San Francisco. Debo Samuel. And Debo Samuel. Yeah. But past that, it, well, I should also mention, and Trey Lance, if he actually starts the season with his running ability, we'll see. That's going to um, hurt Brandon Ayuk if Trey Lance gets in there, bro. Yeah, I'm, I hope it doesn't happen. Which is it's they're saying it's not going to. Point. It's not going to happen week one, but it's going to happen at some point. But I, I just, I like what he's going to be able to bring to the table. He's quick. He can do. He's shifty. You can throw him down, um, or you can uh, throw him out there. You can also do reverse plays with him. These little shovel passes, like he's just yeah, a playmaker. Pretty much everyone on the team. That, <laughs> like, that, that whole team could just Debo basically kind of yeah. swap him in and, and Debo, out. Like I kind of like when Ayuk was drafted last year. I'm kind of like he's kind of like the same player, the Debo Samuel type like archetype. Yep. Right. So. I really don't think um, there's really a downside to taking a shot with Debo as a, as a number two. You mean Ayuk? Ayuk, yeah. You're you're pro Debo apparently. No, I like them both, but if I had to pick off based off ADP, I would go Debo. That's fine. So you had a 22.9 percent target share, 14 red zone targets on five touchdowns, which it's not bad. No, um, that's fine. But again, also players missing time. A lot of that he did right. by himself. Right. Um, and the games that he was good, he was really, really mm-hmm. good. Uh, 13 targets, nine receptions. He is touchdown. incredible off the line. Yeah. He's, well, he's, he's very good off the line. quick, man. Yeah. And he's got a 62 catch rate. The thing that kind of bugs me is he only did have 97 targets. I do want to see that kind of go up a little bit more. He also did deal a little bit with injuries. He, he missed two play, games. Yeah. He did miss two games. Um, technically two and a half because I think he got hurt in the Arizona game. Um, but like I said, 97, he had 60 receptions. I do want to see that kind of go up, but I do think that this offense and plus that defense is so good that they're going to have plenty of chances yeah, to throw the ball. To stay healthy. So as everybody stays healthy, this team's almost locked and loaded for a, for a championship run. And I think Brandon Ayuk's going to be a lot of the reason yeah. why they're going to be able to get uh, yeah, there. I like, I don't, yeah. I like, like, again, he was very in heavy consideration for me at 24. I ended up going Jamar chase. At uh, see, I dropped him actually. So I had Jamar Chase at 25. Okay. I just dropped him all the way to 28. I mean, I'm not the super, like, I like Devontae Smith better, but this is a very good situation he's walking into. Yep. He is college quarterback. Seem like they're best buds. A good offense. The offense is going to move the ball. Offense is going to throw the ball a lot. And sneaky, Bengals had the fifth most vacated targets last year. 195 targets is 34.5% of their passing 
targets last year, 12 targets inside the 10 zone, 36.6 of them, seventh most in the league. With And with Bur- like Burrow last year, the Bengals were on pace to throw the ball the most in the NFL last year. Like this is going to be a pass-happy team. This is going to be a team that wants to run a lot of plays, and that's going to benefit Jamar Chase. you have anything to add about Mr. Chase? Not really. I mean, we all saw what he what he did when he was playing in college, so yep. he is really good. Him and Burrow were just on another freaking level. Yeah. So if they can get back to that, then I would definitely agree with you. However, that was also in college, and now he's going up against some very talented cornerbacks yeah. oh, yeah. in the NFL. And there have been some reports recently where he's not separating. great at separating. But that has also never been a big part of his game. There are plenty of receivers who can get right. by with that, but can he get he by to with it? About, yeah, and yeah, like I said, he wasn't my favorite wide receiver prospect coming out of the draft this year. But I mean, he was my number two. But right, right. But I mean, that's the big thing is he doesn't have a body where you can just kind. Of, he can body off a lot of these guys. No, he still can. He's he can, but it's not like he's six four, six five. He's pretty close. Is he? I thought he was only like six foot flat. No, I think he's taller than that. Look it up. Making me do stuff. It's nice, isn't it? I don't like You're actually doing, doing your job. Yeah, I wish this was my job, bro. <laughs> he's six one, two hundred one pounds. Okay, so I mean, it's not. Again, he's not six four, six five, but no. I mean, that is a two hundred pounds is not bad. So he can body off a little bit, but. I'm sure when they came out on his pro day saying he's running a four three eight, which James will, still doesn't know how I it happened. I will contest that to the day I die. There's, <laughs> he does not run a four three. He I don't think he does a either. Three. I think it's a if he ran a four BS. three and there were all these reports of he's not separating, I'd be very concerned then. Yeah, because if you're four three, you should separate. And that's what I was going to bring up is if because Jamar Chase is also great. He's one of those guys who's great off the line. No cornerback can press against him. He will right. push you off of him. He will get around you. Right. But if he did technically, quote unquote, run that four three, and he's not separating in practice, that I, is extremely disappointing. I also contest Terrence Marshall's, but I, I believe that one slightly more. But I do contest both. <laughs> yeah, Jamar Chase is not run four three. Well, I contest both because they both ran the exact same time. Yeah, I think they both ran a four three eight. So that is very interesting to me. But uh, so yeah, those were our wide receiver two rankings. Uh, you want to give like a couple guys who's just ADP you love. Yeah, yeah. What I was gonna, well, what I was gonna do is, I I have a couple of guys that I wanted to chat about who where I like their ADPs, but it's because I like them and I think that they have the ability to kind of finish, you know, maybe a back end one, early two. Um, uh, one of those guys is for me. The other two are just kind of like could be, um, really late guys that you can throw in your roster when you okay. need them. Okay, so you do that and I'll do this. So, um. <laughs> the communication is is stellar. So one of the guys though that I I really like his ADP a lot, um, and pending on health is DJ Chark. Okay, dude, he's going at seven oh two. Yeah, and yes, I understand Trevor Lawrence coming in, but to me, Trevor Lawrence I think is definitely a huge upgrade at quarterback. Yeah, I'm curious to see the offense that they're going to run there. I do like nebulous situations where you're not really sure who the number one is. And I we've seen Chark in the past. Marvin Jones was also very good last year. Levis mm-hmm. Gishenault's going in year two. So it is kind of anyone's game at this point. Right. I don't hate taking the shot on DJ Chark. 
Well, not I agree because the ability that he has shown in the past has been really good. Yeah. Um, but he it needs was to be consistent. kind of brief, but it was impressive. Yeah, it just needs to be consistent. Especially considering the team he was on, the quarterback play, everything like that. Right, and now he has a quarterback. Now he has a decent head coach. Not a massive Urban Meyer fan. Oh, and he has Tim Tebow now on his team, so. That's that's what's going to do it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm very. Chark, wide receiver one. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> but but I do think that there is the upside that he could pro- possibly jump into that wide receiver you know, late wide receiver one, even an early one feels mid two. a little stretch, but yeah, more in that mid two range for sure. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Guys, ADP I love is Robbie Anderson. He's the <laughs> 34th wide receiver off the board right now. Seven, what, the ADP is 709, ninth pick of the seventh round. He saw over 130 targets last year and was a thousand yard receiver. Yep. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, I think he'll see a little bit less targets, but he's still going to finish better than the thirty-fourth wide receiver. And you still don't think he's going to take anything away from DJ? No. Okay, that's fine. All right, uh, another one that I I, I like a lot, um, and it's kind of coming off the back of what we were just talking about with Jamar Chase and the possibility at camp. T Higgins. Really. So, I like T Higgins. I mean, I'm not interested in T Higgins. Okay, so he's going 606. I'm I'm definitely interested in T Higgins. Year one, or well, last year with Burrow when healthy, was excellent. It was good, not great. I would say excellent. It was good. Okay, it was good. But I like T Higgins a lot. I had him in dynasty. I he like, was yeah, he like, was helping me win weeks, yeah. dude. So coming into another year with him, and hopefully they have now even even better outside guy with Jamar Chase. He could even be better. They could support two functioning wide receivers in that offense for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely like uh, looking at T. Higgins this year. I will say though, Tyler Boyd to me now has, yeah, kind no. of just. I rarely down look at. I honestly <laughs> rarely look at any of the three. Yeah. But um, I don't mind them. Okay. This guy ADP. This is maybe the. This is definitely the guy I mock draft the most. He's on every one of my teams. And I love it. I don't really understand why he's not going, why he's going so late. Mm -hmm. It's Russell Gage. He's the 59th wide receiver off the board. Eighth pick of the 12th round. Mm -hmm. And a team that's losing Julio Jones. Where he was good. He's been good in this offense for stretches last year, especially without Julio. He's been pretty darn good. Has low end RB2 upside in this offense. You're getting with one, like one of your last positional picks who you can just throw in like I plan on probably using him at times in our dynasty league mm-hmm. like he's going to be a guy who you can just probably throw in there he's going to get some volume and he'll get you by through that week yeah what's really interesting is it looks like he's what did you say 1208 yep so just some other wide receivers that are going a little bit before him and and around him garbage Elijah Moore which I mean I don't hate if you want to take that shot but but still name but some other guys Nelson Aguilar yeah uh Russell Gage McCole Hardman Russell Gage Rashad Bateman. Russell Gage. Which, by the way, I like Rashad Bateman. Yeah, but, I like him a lot, too. But I don't know what he's going to do in this offense. No. It's still run first. Mm-hmm. So Russell Gage being a number two. Rashad Bateman might be a number two, pending. Uh, Cole Beasley. Russell Gage. Jalen Rager. Russell Gage. So I agree with you. Yeah, Russell Gage. And all I the think way. I would... I think between Russell Gage and Elijah Moore, I think that's going to depend more on your draft so far at that point. 
which side you're looking for more if you do want to take that upside shot with Elijah Moore or you're looking for some more security with Russell Gage. Because, yeah, Russell Gage, he's not going to, he has no chance of finishing as a wide receiver one or a real high end two. I think the best you could possibly get is a low end two, high end three. But you're getting it for nothing. Yeah, pretty much. And keep in mind, guys, yes, we understand Atlanta drafted Kyle Pitts. We get it. There's going to be him. awesome. There's room for him. There's still a lot of room. Yeah. And, and this Kyle is going to be a bad running game again. Yes. And bad Kyle defense. Pitts is not going to be elite right away. Give yeah. him a year. Okay, not many tight ends come in and are insane year one. And I don't see that changing for Kyle Pitts. So there's definitely room for him to see a good amount of targets. Yeah. And again, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Which I don't think he's had any health concerns in the past, has he? Well, he hasn't like been like a he hasn't really played, player, so. so. <laughs> this will be his first real stretch. So we'll, we'll get a good look at him. All right, so the only other person that I wanted to kind of bring up I, I kind of had two, um, but I'm just going to bring up one, and it almost kind of pains me to say because he's just such an up-and-down player, um, but it's Corey Davis. Okay. he. I thought about it for a minute. I like my guy better. That's fine. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying we had to pick Corey, three. Corey, so. <laughs> yeah, Corey Davis is a guy that I do pick up in mock drafts. I picked him up a few times in some mocks, um, but here, here's basically what it is is he's going to the Jets, guys, and yeah. there's not a ton there. Nope. Um, they just drafted Zach Wilson. Guess what? He's got to throw the ball somebody. Yeah. And I think Corey Davis is just going to be the beneficiary. Yeah, of you it. got really Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and um, Jamison Crowder, who's still there, restructured his deal. Denzel and I have Mims heard, but is... I've heard reports that they can, they're looking to move him. They're going to trade him? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, looking, I thought they were going to cut him. Yeah, they're looking to. So, so. No, nah, you wouldn't cut him <laughs> this early but I mean, i'm just Nikhil saying harry's still stuck around for he's still around yeah we'll see for how long but yeah i mean i just think Corey davis is really going to be the beneficiary in this offense look if you can try and find a wide receiver one on a team yeah and that's the 10th va- round that's valuable <laughs> that's value yeah <laughs> and Corey davis honestly has to be it unless it's going to be jamison crowder which by the way where's jamison crowder going extremely late i don't even care to look it up because i know it's extremely late Maybe I should have looked up Javis Crowder. Anyways, I do think Corey Davis is going to be the beneficiary here. Eight red zone targets last year for four touchdowns. It's 50%. He had a target share of 23.2, but keep in mind that was in Tennessee, um, which now Julio Jones could possibly grasp. He does have some of the biggest inconsistency seasons ever, but maybe with yeah. a new home, maybe with a new opportunity and a young quarterback and somebody that's a playmaker like Zach Wilson and possibly uh, just make it work. Yep. So my last guy we'll talk about is more in the line where I do like this guy's ADP, but I also do think that he could be a sleeper who ends the season very highly. And that's Will Fuller. Uh, I like Will Fuller a lot. He's going as the 38th wide receiver off the board, six picks of the eighth round. And when was the last time a player you can remember was going that late coming off a season where he finished fifth in points per game on 11 games played? Yeah. Will Fuller was a monster last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like Jalen Waddle, but he is a rookie. I don't think he has the... I think Will Fuller is the most talented wide receiver in this group right now. Oh, yeah. Tua improves a little bit. This offense can move very well. You still have Devontae Parker on there. There's weapons, but I think Will Fuller could definitely separate himself and be a high end two this year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think this offseason Miami did their job to where they brought in anything they could yeah. to support Tua. 
Tua has been looking pretty decent at times in preseason, uh, well, in training camp. Um, we'll have to wait and see what preseason looks like. Keep in mind as well, Will Fuller has to miss, I think, the first game. Just, just one it's game. Just one, just game. one game. Yeah. Okay. And we talked about it briefly last year. Was he that good last year because he was also juicing? No, I don't think so. We'll have to wait and see. Um, because he did have something that was almost kind of an outlier season for him, in my opinion, because he stayed healthy. Now, when he was that's healthy, it. that's it. That's the thing. Yeah, it's when he, he was, was healthy, healthy yes. he was very good. But if he can stay healthy, he could easily. What is he going eight oh six? Yeah, he can easily. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he's going as the thirtieth wide receiver off the board. Being a top two wide receiver, he only played eleven games last year and finished twenty ninth. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no chance that he would finish outside the no. outside of the top twenty four. No, yeah, if he played a no full chance. season, yeah. Yeah. He could be a back-end one for sure. Yeah. He's also somebody that I I have on all my teams. Yeah, I take him a lot in mock drafts. <laughs> Just because I, I have to. So, all right. Uh, let us know, guys, what you think of our uh, top 24. Uh, we did 13 through 24 today, and some of these later guys that uh, we really like their ADPs. We're going to be doing some ADP checks later on and some other episodes. So keep an eye out for that. James, if they wanted to chat with us, ask us some questions or talk about these uh, ADP and rankings, where could they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and the website, the Fancy Monsters or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Perfect. Come check everything out. Uh, thank you guys all for the support that you've provided. And uh, I think next week we're going to do quarterbacks, tight ends, right? Yeah. We're just going to knock be, Yeah, but it's not going to be like we're going to go through every single ranking. We're just going to kind of pick up guys. Yeah. So... so. That's what we're going to be doing. So we'll catch you all next week. Um, and thanks you, thank you guys for listening to the Fantasy Monsters podcast. Have a go. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, I can fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you